L-A-S. The LAS Podcast Network is an independent network of local creators based in Cedar Rapids, Iowa. For more, visit LASPodcastNetwork.com. Hey, I'm Logan. Hey, I'm Logan. You're supposed to say that you're Tim. Don't tell me what to do. You're not my real dad. (laughs) We're the hosts of a brand new podcast called From One Dad to Another. Each week we tackle a new topic, interview local professionals, and attempt to decode modern parenthood one dad joke at a time. So make sure to join us every Wednesday on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. From One Dad to Another is produced and distributed by the LAS Podcast Network in Cedar Rapids, Iowa. For more on our independent podcast network, visit LASPodcastNetwork.com. And if you want to support the show and get some bonus content, behind-the-scenes looks, and even get the show ad-free, you can become a member of our Patreon over at patreon.com slash LASPodcastNetwork. And if you don't, I won't be mad, but I will be disappointed. (laughs) Oh, and one last thing. You're doing great, and I'm proud of you. L-A-S Welcome to the Because the the jars don't seal really well when you drop them in the hot water. You know, like when you're making your salsa and you have the big, huge fucking kettle. You drop them in the boiling water and you have to mess with all that and maybe burn your hands. Just heat up your salsa in a pot till it boils. Put it in clean jars. Screw it on. Flip them for 24 hours. Sealed. I got to be honest with you. It took me like halfway through that sentence to know what you're talking about. (laughs) Because that's the the format is you kind of you you're entering into this, the, this is the new intro style as we enter into a thought, but we don't have any idea what your thought is. So like that's, you started talking about salsa, I man, love it. I feel like he's exposing me. I am and a little, I, bit. and I really I'm don't want to be exposed. I'm exposing the truth, and I don't mean to do it, but it's, I was I did like, say canning salsa. That is usually a dead giveaway. Yeah. No, I love the format. I love I love the idea, but no, it it's, took it's, me a second yeah, to, definitely a, to catch on to what was going on. Yeah. So I, are I feel, you? I feel good now that we're here, though. Yeah. yeah. Oh, Jeremy. Anyway, <laughs> maybe a heads up before we start, so I know what the topic I, of discussion. That's is. totally against what I'm trying to do. Oh, I understand. Oh. Do you I'm understand? Uh, not person in here. <laughs> Welcome to another episode of the Groove Life Podcast. I'm going to try and save this for us, guys. Oh, thank you so much, Mike. Uh, I'm one of your co-hosts, Mike Mikey J Jimenez. I'm joined by my good friends. Jeremy Jeej Jacobs Hello. and Shane Shane Lunsford, and uh, we're gonna have fun today. Yeah, we're talking all things groove. We're talking all things life, and I really f- now I feel like I need to go back and apologize for exposing you like that. That's okay. I I love the idea of an intro where we just kind of like a soft intro, if you will. It, it's it's honestly I, just I don't want to give away shtick, but it, it's kind of a, a purposeful. No, I think it's good because it usually sparks some kind of conversation. Yes, just and like the just one like, we're having right yeah, now. Indeed. So you know what? I'm not changing anything. <laughs> That one might have been a little harder to follow than past ones, right? But that's okay. So, well, while and we're on I the, learned something while we're on the topic, so I assume that this week you've been doing a lot of salsa stuff. Tell no, I did. I that. canned some salsa this week, and 
I get lazy, so I'll make my salsa one day, and then two, two days later, I'll can it. Actually, even two days before that, I'm cooking up my peppers and everything, so it's like a week-long process because I never have five hours to, you know, just kill. So that's why I do the quick canning procedure. Are you trying anything new with the recipe lately, or do you have, like, a basic one that you stick to? Very simple. Yeah. Very simple. Is it? Fair? I don't know if I've had your salsa before. Is it spicy? Well, it's salsa. So I don't I don't make salsa. Did I say oh, salsa? Oh, geez, yeah. We, yeah, for fuck's sake. You know, we Strike were just one, just Mike. here before before this episode started, we were talking about different pronunciations of different words and I guess I fucked that one up. No, that's where it came from. We all have different things we say. Uh different yeah. ways. So in in Do you my make spicy salsa? <clears throat> um actually I I uh, make two levels. Okay. I make the first batch pretty hot. And then I make the second batch more medium yeah. for like my wife and people that come over that don't like real hot salsa. Perfect. I've had his hot salsa. It's delicious. Nice. I don't Thank know you. that I have. I would, I would love to try some. It's very good. Um, so in my week, uh, this is, again, my continuing ongoing diary of dad life um, in this segment where uh, my little boy Milo is now three months old. And he has started laughing, which has once again shaken me to my very core and is one of the most uh, rewarding things that I've ever experienced in my entire life. It just gets better every single day. Something new happens, and it just completely knocks me over, and it's the best, and it's so cliche to say that. but I wonder at what age it does reverse. Because, it's going like, to get boring. Yeah, you're going to have, you're gonna have like, you talk to parents of, like, you know, mid-teens, they're like, I fucking hate my kids. They don't really hate their kids, but, like, they basically do. Well, the, you know, know there's, the, there's the hashtag trend. It's, like, my toddler hates me. Mm-hmm. And there's, like, all these posts I see parents about their toddlers that are, like, misbehaving or acting up for no logical reason. Right. They're, like, you know, I just spent eight hours searching for my toddler's uh, dog today, which is an imaginary friend, mm-hmm. and they never found them. And their kid is just bawling hysterically for no logical reason. So I imagine, like, once we kind of get into the toddler stage and, like, all sense of reason gets thrown out the window, maybe it it might start not have quite the same wonder and amazement that it does in the early days. Probably probably about episode nine. There you go. Yeah. Yeah. Speaking of which, Uh episode nine is when we're going to find out Mikey J. We are plugging the shit out of this. Talking about something without context. Mm -hmm. So I still need to post the little clip about this episode yeah. nine phenomenon because we never aired the episode that this all happened on. But right. I think people are starting to catch on that on episode nine, we are going to I find out revealing a Mikey J. Jimenez's middle name. And it probably doesn't even start with a J. Can you give us any more like tiny no, hints? Told you I told you guys we're not giving out any clues okay. whatsoever. I, I do feel I'm starting to feel a little bit bad about how much we're hyping this because <laughs> It's not, I will say it's not like this crazy, interesting name that everyone's going to be freaking out about. We'll have some kind of stinger, but some kind of thing. Alex will, will make like at that's least like a the drum only will. hint. I'm it needs to be either really eccentric or something really stupid. If it's somewhere in the middle, yeah, that's my problem. Is it's kind of in the middle. Yeah, it's just you guys yeah. are. It's going to be. It's just going to flop, guys. But that's all right. You know what? I'm just happy that we're going to make it. All all. Fingers crossed for that, but uh, we're going to make it to episode nine here, and we will find out. So hopefully yeah. all of our listeners will stick with us and uh, come along for the yeah, ride. Yeah, especially this is episode six. Yeah. So, so we're real on quick, our way. Real quick, Mike, um, before we move on, yeah. you had some big uh, moves in your house building project. Yeah. Tell we, us about that. We started to get off the ground finally, literally. Uh, we've been building, I think I touched on this a little bit last uh, episode, but 
up until now, we've just been building the foundation for this damn place. It's taken us a year and a half to do it. We're doing it all ourselves. We built all our own concrete forms and everything else. It took a long time. Uh, now we're finally concrete. concrete. Yeah, that's right. That yeah. was, I think that was another one that's in the, in the lost episode. Probably. Yeah. But um, anyway, we're finally uh, now getting the, the actual frame of the house built. It's a steel building. It's 20 feet tall at the eaves, which means it's like 27, 28 feet tall at the peak. And what about during the day? Oh, never mind. <laughs> he said eaves. What about oh, in the, the morning? Eaves. Dude, you lost How me. How tall is like, it in the, the morning? What the hell are you talking about? I picked up on that. That was All right, Yeah, that was good. Um, and so we're up on a on a boom lift. We've got our buddy Kyle, uh, who uh, runs a uh, a crane operation. He he came out with a crane. And we're swinging these huge I beams over the top of us and bolting really them down. Really huge. And, I saw those pictures, man. Yeah, it's. I mean, they're like two thousand pounds. So I mean, they're. It's all of a sudden we've gone from like hammering together these little pieces of plywood to make a concrete form to like really dangerous shit wearing a hard hat and safety harnesses and awesome you know two three stories up in the air but love it it's a lot of fun and i did say at the last episode i was either going to be doing it here from the studio or from the hospital where i would be and here you are so i'm here so you haven't thank you guys mortally injured yeah so actually we're we're doing this episode in the hospital right now (laughs) (laughs) we didn't want to make that public but now we are yep Hey, Shane, would you like to introduce our guest? Yeah, I would. Um, I have a friend um, that I have known for quite a few years. I think we first met, uh, it was either at church when he was a little kid, or uh, at Cornerstone Fest, which we used to go to all the time together. With, But anyway, his name is Garrett Lawrence, and he is uh, going to tell you all about himself and what he does. But I do know that he loves beer and loves music, and those are two things that are very important to me. So we've always really, and he also loves my, my boys. So we have a lot in common that way. We like to hang out and thank you for being on the podcast, Garrett Lawrenson. <laughs> this is like your WWE walkout music. Yeah. So this is where you No, start. that's the thing. They get to pick their own walkout music. So this is BS. You didn't, yeah. Wait, you didn't pick this stock no, library no. music? Yeah. <laughs> I swear to God, if you have me on this again, I'm picking my own music. Okay. Actually, he what does his pick? own stingers. Well, this is all we can afford, actually. So. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah copyright we have reasons. to buy the, buy the rights to it. But what song would you pick if, if we could afford the rights to it? Oh. For your walkout song. I It would have to be something terrible. I listen to garbage music, so I'm <laughs> sure it would be nothing anybody would ever heard. So you got 20,000 screaming fans at the Cell Center, and you're walking out to throw down in the ring, and you put, like, what? Yeah, no, throw down sounds good. Baby Shark. I mean, what's oh your, no? Like, I, what's your? I thought you were telling me I was going to walk out to Throwdown, which actually sounds really cool. I like oh well, or <laughs> I'm just trying to think of like the worst walkout music ever. Let it go. Oh, maybe. I don't think. Let it go. Frozen. Frozen yeah. Worst yeah. walk. No, I'm not saying it would be the worst. I'm just saying I don't listen to music people like. Oh, okay. So it would just throw everyone off. Yeah. I like it. I don't know. It'd be something heavy. I like fuzzy music. That's about it. I love it. Yeah. So Garrett, in a nutshell. Yeah. I mean, really concise because we'll get into all this other stuff for sure. Who Especially are you? music. Uh, what do you do? What, yeah, I'll. Uh, what makes you groove? All right. So, uh, as Shane said, uh, we have a familiarity with beer and music. I've been into heavy music my entire life. I actually first met Shane, I think, through his brother, and we went to uh, we went to a metal show when I was like thirteen years old. 
at a community center, which was super pretty cool. And you're 17 now? Yeah. No, I'm 34. Oh, my gosh. So oh, you guys yeah. have known He's, each other He didn't time. say when I was 17. No, no. Oh. I Literally 20 years ago, I, I, I think I met uh, Shane's younger That's brother and wild. went to a metal show at a community center. Do you remember what the show was? Yeah. It was a band called Ludacris. They're from Georgia. Ludacris? <laughs> yeah. They played at the Hiawatha Community Center. They eventually changed their name. Not from Ludicrous because of the obvious confusion. They're now called Norma Jean. Uh, no oh, origin. I know yeah. Norma Jean. Yeah, yeah no but origin. their first album was Ludicrous. Yeah. No their first Ludicrous? two albums. Well, I only knew of the yeah. second album. <laughs> I know right. they were Ludicrous. Yeah, they had Josh Scoggin on that and one, and then on the next album, Bless the Martyr, was yeah. his last album with them. Yep. Yeah, so uh, they had just released Throwing Myself for that tour. Uh, but at any rate, so yeah. Sorry, uh, we totally got off track with that. Um, no, it's all good. In who, a nutshell. What, who I am. Who are you? Yeah, yeah. Uh, so, covered music, so that's chill. Uh, I also raise goats on my farm in Vinton, Iowa. I have four Angora goats. They are all named in a way after me. They are Gary, Garth, Greasy, and Greta. Can we um, touch on this really quick? Because yeah, I course. believe Shane kind of gave us a rundown on you before this episode oh, earlier today. I would love to know. We, we got all there. the, the uh, <laughs> he vetted you. I mean, he basically gave us like the FBI file. No, on you your, vet my goats. You, so <laughs> you have, uh, you also work for uh, Reunion Brewing, right? Yeah, I'm the uh, director of sales and marketing at Reunion Brewing Company in Coralville. And if I'm not mistaken, there is a beer called Garrett's Got a Goat, right? Garrett, it, the full name is Garrett's Got a Goat Named Garth Doppelbach. Wow. See, uh, th- this is crazy, but I was at a bar months ago and looking through the local beer list, and I saw that name, and I was like, what the fuck is this? <laughs> what, what What is the story behind this and name? Here and here I am. But did you, you even <laughs> did you even list Garth as one of your goat's names? Yeah, dog. Literally okay. just listed them all. I know. Gary, Garth, for- Greasy, and Greta. Okay, there we go. Yeah. Beautiful. No, it's cool. Uh, so the background behind that, so I used to work for a beer wholesaler in Cedar Rapids that sold Reunion's beer. I spent a lot of time just hanging out in Reunion's brewery because I was friends with the brewers there, and they would just hand me beer, and I would just stand there and drink while they canned. Uh, and one of them was like, hey, man, do you think it would be cool if we named a beer after you or your goats or something? And I'm like, yeah, that's fine. I don't really care. And they're like, what are your goats' names? And I just did that thing. And they're like, you have a goat named Garth? <laughs> yeah, I've got a You're like, yes, I, I just said yeah, that. Yeah, I know. I have, a Gar- <laughs> I have a goat named Garth. And like, can we just name the beer Garth? And then one of the other brewers goes, no, the beer is called Garrett's Got a Goat Named Garth. Doppelbach. <laughs> so if they could... Uh... Are you still friends with those guys and everything? How, how long ago did that beer come out? Uh, so I think the original batch came out in 2017. Okay. Uh, and that was way before I ever came to work for the company. And so I'll... It might be time for a part two. Well, like so a the, Pilsner or you know some kind of... Well, no. So this that's greasy. the whole thing. <laughs> so we talked about that. But the problem is, is German beer styles just aren't like wildly popular with people sure. right now. So we're... Our, our brewers love German styles. I personally love drinking German styles, but it's really hard to go down that road right now and expect any real success. So mm-hmm. we're, we're kind of keeping it limited. But so it used to be a beer that we would only brew once a year. We would brew a teeny tiny amount. And then I decided because it's named after me that we need to make it bigger. 
And I just told them we're getting rid of our winter seasonal and we're making Garth our winter seasonal. There you go. And so we're brewing the biggest batch of it that we ever have before. It will be widely available across Eastern Iowa. Nice. For so, the first time ever with my name on it. So and that's exciting. Let me let me try. Yeah, and yeah. I'm all jacked up about it. Let me try and understand Clearly. the timeline here. Yeah, yeah. So you're a regular at this brewery. I was I was kind of a salesperson for them by fiat of being there like is that the right way to say you were a distributor so yeah i was their distributor through osmosis yeah yeah, you morphed your way into this company yep you got them to name and design a beer after you Mm -hmm. then you started working at the company yep in the sales and marketing department i am the sales and marketing department yes and then (laughs) you infiltrated this corporation to make it so the beer named after you yep is one of their main selling flagship beer lines. Yeah. yeah, that's that. That is my exactly. God. We yep. need to be careful. He doesn't take over this podcast. Seriously. So I hate to break it to you. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. What did we say hey, we, we were going to name this we now? Still, <laughs> Garrett's, Garrett's got a podcast named Greta. We we still have a flagship beer too. So so I don't know how much longer, but who knows? Garth. Hashtag humble brag. We have our own beer. Garth. It's okay that I drink all the beer you brought. This of course, that's for okay, you, my friend. I mean, t- just to be fair. Yeah. Garrett is also, I don't know if I can say this, but a huge Clockhouse fan. He's good friends with Todd. And, yeah, absolutely. Uh, no, same. Brings them beers. and. Yep. No, I love Todd. They're yeah. great guys there. And actually, Todd will be on this podcast in the next few weeks, too. Oh, so, hell yeah. yeah. No, that'll be a good guest. So there's got to be a, a certain level of friendly competition between all the breweries in the area. Yeah, so that's actually probably the coolest thing about working in the beer industry. So formerly being a wholesaler, uh, I had responsibility to sell beer um, so I was the, the craft coordinator for this local wholesaler. So I had about 18 breweries under my purview that were all from Iowa. Um, and ultimately, it was me and my boss's responsibility to make sure that they were represented well uh, mm-hmm. within our territory. So I got to have really awesome relationships um, and uh, learn a lot about how they brew, what they do, what they're into. Um, I, man, I couldn't name all of them, but like, I used but here to, I go. Yeah, no, I'm going to, I'm going to try. I'm going to try. So I, I used to work with exile, with big grove, with back pocket. Um, those are all big names around here. Yeah. Right? With single speed, uh, seven Hills up in Dubuque. Um, great river was there for a while. I Peace think they've, they've kind of moved on for a while. No peace tree was never in our portfolio. Uh, let's see here. Man, I'm gonna. I, somebody's gonna get mad at me because they're gonna hear this and they're like, "Garrett, you forgot." They're all <laughs> <laughs> uh, No, none in Cedar. Oh, because oh, third Clark base, third have, base yeah. brewery in Cedar Rapids was technically Ooh, one. Oh, very um, good. Um, yeah, yeah. They're uh, they don't distribute a lot, but they're really cool guys. Jim Johnson has been a longtime friend of mine, so go drink at third base. Uh, yeah, I'm not gonna be able to remember. But anyway, so I got to like get to know literally everybody in the beer world when I started this job, and I can't tell you that. There is a cooler industry than beer right now because you go to any beer fest and like every single person there is a competitor. We're Mm -hmm. all looking for draft lines. We're all looking for shelf space. Right. But everybody's super chill and everybody just wants to have a good time and still drink craft beer. Like it really is just a bunch of home brewers still hanging out. That's kind of the vibe I've gotten from all the small brewers I've talked to around here. Yeah. They they all seem to get along despite... Right. You know, sort of being in competition yeah. with we, each other. We are business competitors. They definitely really get cool. along, doing a lot of collabs and stuff together, a lot of different breweries yeah. doing beers. I mean, multiple beers a year. And I always see them hanging out together at the different breweries. You know, you'll see Todd over at Lion Bridge and, you know, oh, yeah. hanging out. Yeah. And 
yeah and it is really cool that is really the beauty of it too and that's actually why i'm really thankful about I don't even know who had the genius idea of doing collaboration with beer, but like it kind of keeps everybody civil because they're like, man, I don't know if I want to do a collab with him, but maybe I do in the future. So not going to burn that bridge. Yeah, let's keep it <laughs> yeah. chill. But honestly, there's a lot of turnover in like every industry right now. Yeah. So I think everybody is also keeping it cool because they're like, man, that guy might be my boss tomorrow. So like, yeah. We're gonna be we're gonna be good. That's awesome. <laughs> totally, man. Makes well, sense. Well, Garrett, we have a uh, we have a segment on this podcast called uh, Groove Life Song of the Week. All right, uh, Alex, do you want to play us in with a quick stinger, real quick, real fast? Oh yeah. Okay, so for our listeners at home, the way this works is uh, each of us, the three hosts and our guest, bring a song in that we have been specifically grooving on this week, and we listen to a little bit of it, and then we discuss. Uh, so who would like to go first? Who do we start with? Mike, have you gone first in I, th- a while? I was thinking Mike. Really? Okay, yeah. I, um, I think I went first, maybe not the last time, but a couple times ago. Oh, let's, let's time. So uh, every now and again, my wife and I take some time off from all the crazy projects we're doing and have like a cheat night where we actually like don't do the stuff we're supposed to be doing as far as like building the house and that's what i do every night and everything else and we um we go out and see a show and we did that last week we went to go see nonpoint uh saul kingdom collapse and um oh god i forget the other two bands that opened but um today's pick is a band called kingdom collapse uh they were the uh one of the openers it was i'd never heard heard them before and uh this is their i guess it's a single it's it's on uh it's on sirius xm it's gaining some popularity. I really dig it. And it's called Unbreakable. So, yeah, I mean, these guys, uh, you know, it's whenever I go to a show uh, to see a particular band, in this case, it was to see Nonpoint and Saul. They were the headliners. I'm a big fan of both of those bands. You know, you show up early, you go buy their merch, and that's kind of the way I carry myself the first hour or two before everything starts. And what happens then is you you see the opening bands, and then if you like them, you go buy buy their merch after the fact. I went and bought, you know, a bunch of stuff from these guys afterwards because I really enjoyed it. They really had a lot of cool energy, a really cool chemistry on stage. The guitarist, you know, as a guitarist myself and a drummer myself, I'm always watching the guitarist and the drummer. Um, the guitarist brought out this uh, red uh, PRS uh, uh, Tremonti signature, which, you know, is kind of near and dear to my heart. And for me, though, that's kind of a fork in the road. It means you're either going to be, you know, I think the path less traveled, let's just say, is is an impressive one. And this guy was, was yeah. really good, um, you know, really had a, had a good vibe to them all. And um, I just want to get them some airtime and get them get them out there. If you're looking for some new bands to check out, check out Kingdom Collapse. I dig it. Yeah, very cool. Oh yeah. By the way, we, me and Mike were talking before the podcast today, and we were thinking, you know, we need to get all these songs. We're on episode six, which means there's 
going to be about 24 songs. Do yeah. the math. And uh, we're going to make a Spotify playlist that just continues to grow. Eventually, it'll be volume one, volume two, maybe. I don't yeah. know. But, uh, and we'll put it on our Instagram bio. So be looking for that. I'm saying it on air so that uh, I make sure I take care of that because I sometimes forget to do things. So my producer will remind me, right, Schulte? Anyways, my turn. Yeah, go for it. So a lot of Linkin Park fans these days, especially since Chester died. And um, you realize how much of a treasure someone is when they're gone, which is sad that that it takes that. But um, so many different musicians came out of the woodwork and said how much of an influence and how much of a friendship they had with Chester. And I had no idea. Anyway, uh, a couple years ago, they released uh, a band that he was in when he was 15, and it's called Gray Days. And he joined them, they recorded some stuff, and it never saw the light of day, and they just released it about, I think, two years ago. And they just released another version of it just recently with some remixes and stuff like that. So it's cool. I mean, I don't know if it's a cash grab or what, but I'm I'm telling you, 15 years old, you're going to like what you hear, so... Let it get into the chorus and then Tie high Why must it fly so slow? Waiting is something that's easy for you. Anyway, this whole album is full of those. I get, every time I hear that chorus, I get the yeah. hairs on my arm raised right now. Totally. I shaved my arms, so they're not really sticking up too much right now. But um, the passion in his voice is insane on this so whole album. So he's 15 there? 15. So this is before any of the Linkin Park. Yep, he wasn't incredible. in Linkin Park yet. Yeah, that's insane. That's amazing. I mean, it's, you know, it's truly like one of those, you can always tell when someone's going to have that iconic talent. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's what the chops. I mean, God, before rem- any of that. Yeah, I remember I had Hybrid Theory on, like, repeat. And that's a short album. The whole album's, I think, only, like, 33 minutes or something That album's long. magic, for sure. And, but every track, I mean, and it's the same kind of, like, e- there is, exactly, there's no there's no weak song on that on that album. And this is kind of that same, well, it's obviously it's a lot softer, but it's... It was more in the 90s. It was, like, yeah, yeah. mid-90s. You know, it's so. funny you say that, though, because I can totally hear this on the radio today. The production of it yeah. is... It sounds like a pop song. Really, it does. Like, yeah, yeah. Listen to the rest of the album, though. You can hear a lot of the more... Old school type stuff. Old school stuff. kind of, yeah. yeah, for sure. That's a great um, pick, man. Yeah, I know you've talked about this this project before, but I've never really seen yeah, it. As soon as I heard it, I, I ordered the t-shirt, I ordered the album, the vinyl, I have it all. Yeah. I mean, they're great. Wow. And also, stuff. a lot of, uh, just to close, a lot of musicians from big bands. I can't think of the, of the different people. I think uh, Monkey from Korn... 
um, Marcos from POD, a few different musicians all collabed to add to this album, just some of their little parts and stuff like that to make it more, you know, because it was, it was a demo. So they really had to bring it to life. Like produce you know? it. To, yeah, yeah. It's all of his vocals are just right the way they were, but they added a lot of music and stuff to it. So yeah. that's sweet. Awesome, awesome, man. Well, we're going to take a quick break here, and then when we come back, we're going to get my pick and Garrett's pick. Um, before we do, I want to plug LASpodcastnetwork.com, uh, where you can sign up for LAS Plus, and you can listen to our podcast there and support us directly as creators. Uh, and they got a ton of extra awesome content on there as well. So make sure you check that out. And when we come back from the break, we will uh, keep this train rolling. I'm Jason Alberti. And I'm Lindsay Prince. I am a dad of two boys, a comedy writer, and I love medieval literature. I'm the mom of two girls, a comedy writer, and I love TikTok. Hey, we've got a new podcast. And it's called What Do You Want to Talk About? We talk about everything from almond milk lattes to xenophobia. New episodes every Monday. You can find us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. What Do You Want to Talk About is produced and distributed by the LAS Podcast Network in Cedar Rapids, Iowa. For more information, you can visit LASPodcastNetwork.com. Calm. Hey, Lindsay, did I tell you the story about Skarpe the Njalsson when he was in Iceland and he was dying because he was under this log on fire and he pulls out this molar and he whips it into Thurl Thurlson's eye? No, I don't understand most of what you just said. Oh. Oh, Jason, did I tell you that Billy Eilish got bangs? What's a Billy Eilish? L-A-S. Hi, old friends. Naomi here. Did you wake up this morning thinking, I need more Naomi ridiculousness in my life? Well, surprise! <laughs> I'm starting a podcast, and it's called The Ruckus with me, Naomi Ruckus Rose. This podcast is for anyone like me who is constantly trying to grow for the betterment of themselves and for the world and for those of us that can be a little blunt in the comment section on Facebook and Instagram. This podcast is produced and distributed by the LAS Podcast Network right here in Cedar Rapids, Iowa. But wait, there's more. This podcast is free to listen to. But if you want to support local creators and get bonus content, Subscribe to LAS Plus. For more information on that, go to LASpodcastnetwork.com. So join the ruckus with me, Naomi, every Monday on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever else you find your podcasts. I love you all. Some more than others. LAS. And we're back. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome back to the Groove Life Podcast, everyone. Um, yeah, so we uh, just went through a couple of our uh, Groove Life Song of the Week picks, and uh, I got to say, they've been on point this whole time. This is pretty great. Um, so uh, <laughs> it's, a, it's a lot of fun, I think. Yeah. I enjoy yeah. it. I, I really dig this segment, because it's cool to find out like what we each listen to, and we always kind of discover new bands and stuff, so... Um, so for my pick this week, I, I've done a little bit of a, an unusual request, and I've decided to start the song halfway through, and this is from a band called Them Crooked Vultures, which is actually a super group comprised of Josh Homme from Queens of the Stone Age, uh, Dave Grohl, Foo Fighters, obviously, on drums, and then John Paul Jones, the bass player from Led Zeppelin. And they did this super group back in like 2009, put out one album, and everyone who's fans of all of those bands has desperately been waiting for a new one. Um, but anyway, this song rocks harder than I can ever explain, and it's called No One Loves Me and Neither Do I. And this is the part 
that I love the most. It goes like this. Okay, so so let me let's just break down. Let's dissect what just happened. That is thick with two C's. Yeah, for three sure. C's maybe. Yeah, let's just break four. down what happened. Not K's. <laughs> so, the entirety of the song before that is kind of a groovy riff rocker, right? It's just and and Josh has a way with crafting lyrics that are disgustingly filthy and naughty and clever and witty, and he's got a silver tongue, and I love it. But that part specifically, right there, they're in this groove, and then they take this break, and he lets out. The nastiest, surliest rock and roll grunt. This, ugh, and then it dropped. The whole fucking basement falls out, and that riff comes in and just rattles you. And it's like this huge lumbering fucking mammoth tearing through. And every single time I listen to this, I'm just like vibrating <laughs> with excitement. It's yeah. like my favorite all-time riff. Favorite. I love it. That's badass. I, you know, and I, I might only be saying this because you primed us with it. Uh, by telling us who the drummer was, but I think you can hear Dave Grohl on the drums. I think you could. T- I think you can pick out his grooves. It's the sound of a drum set that's barely holding on. Yeah, like he's right. smashing the hell yeah, out I, of those. I'm, drums. I'm hearing more Nirvana there than I am like Foo Fighters. Like there's, Definitely. I feel like there's some well, Nirvana even the bass style. tone, the, the John Paul Jones just Black Sabbathy bass yep. tone. You know, it, there's not much on that tone. It's very straight, plain. It's not even very distorted on this song. Right, uh, but it's it's. You can totally pick it out right out of the middle. Yeah. It's not like it's being lost in the kick drum or in the yep. guitar. Well, and it's it's funny how most people, when they think of Led Zeppelin, you know, it's only a four-piece band, but everyone immediately thinks of the heavy hitters, Jimmy Page, John Paul Jones, and even Robert Plant as being, like, the best in their field. But then, I mean, Robert, uh, I'm sorry, John Paul Jones is, I mean, he wrote a surprising amount of those classic Led Zeppelin riffs, and he had just an equal amount of, you know, responsibility to make those songs as big as they were. So, them crooked vultures, man. Blast from the past. I That's love awesome. It. Tell of a song. Thank you. Garrett. Oh, Lord. I made you well, wait so long. Uh, underqualified to be presenting. No, not no, at no, all. No, it's all right. Hey, no, no, it's all good. Uh, so, I... Shane told me I needed to have a song, and I riddled myself over and over and over and over about what I should play because like I listen to not a very big varied like what I listen to is way too heavy for most people but there are like three bands that I love that aren't distorted messes and don't have logos that are unrecognizable to the human eye (laughs) Um, so uh, this band called Drug Church came out with an album in 2018 called Cheer and I when I heard about it, my buddy Jackson, he shared it with me, texted it to me, and he said, hey, check this out. 
And I swear I have not stopped listening to it since, since 2008. Like, I cannot get rid of this album. And I don't know what it is about it. I still can't figure it out. Like, they fit in the realm of what I listened to. I, I grew up listening to hardcore, list, grew up listening to punk. And they, like, they qualify as being, like, a hardcore punk band. But there is just something about this that I still can't explain to this day because nothing about the production, their guitars, or anything else really fit the sorts of genres I grew up with. They're not super heavily distorted. They have effects that I would have rejected as a younger person because they're not strictly heavy. Hmm. But there's something about it that I just cannot forget and cannot stop listening to. So I landed on it uh, strictly because this song, it's called Weed Pin. Uh, is Weed a, Pin, P-I-N? P-I-N. I still don't understand the reference because I've never heard anybody re- referred to anything weed. Wow, that's pin. what us cool kids call it. All right, good to know. <laughs> uh, so like they, uh, this, this entire album... Uh, <laughs> it's, incredibly, it's incredibly angry, but in like the most literate possible way. Uh, but this song is about a guy who gets a new job that's unqualified, ends up making a mess at making $12 an hour. And he's like, screw this. I'm done. Dude. Yeah. It's super rad. The first, like literally the first lyric is first time in dress shoes. And I like, I don't know. It just feels like I said, I, I, I got introduced to this album when I was in my thirties. And it hit me so hard, and it made me feel like I was 18 again. Like, yeah. I didn't understand the world, and I was listening to punk for the first time. Okay, can I ask you something? Yeah, absolutely. Were, were you ever a skateboarder? Did you ever skate when you were younger? <laughs> I'm so embarrassed to th- say this. You knew this was I was. I was no, gonna, no. I was going to ask about I'm the I'm so embarrassed rock. to say this. So, I had friends that were skaters, and I would show up on my BMX bike to the skate park oh, okay. and just, like, set it down and go talk to them and watch them. Because <laughs> I... I Dude, you get it. I'm six foot four. I am not he coordinated. Skates, he skates. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay, Dude. I get it. Tony Hawk is tall, and you can skate too. But like, well, I, I did not have the coordination, and like, the kind of punk music that came out that like skaters listened to was absolutely pivotal for me. And like, I, dude, I get it. Thank you. Believe me. Okay, it's so absolutely true. The reason I bring this up because you're part of the culture. Yeah. I mean, despite being a BMX rider, I'll let that one pass. <laughs> I'll let that slide. I still wear skate shoes. Still to this wearing day. skate shoes. Yeah, I nice. appreciate that. I can't give it up. Okay, so in in my own mind and heart, I have created this sort of faux genre of music called hawk rock, <laughs> and it's you're totally gonna understand what I'm talking about here because it's all music. I'm already on board. It's music that I feel deserves to be included in Tony Hawk Pro Skater soundtracks. 
Yeah. Do you do you understand what I'm saying? Yes, here? this is it. Did you play the Tony Hawk games when you were growing yeah, up? Yeah, absolutely. Okay, so you your taste in music was probably also shaped highly by the soundtracks in those yes. music. That is Hawk Rock. Yeah, right there. without a doubt. And I love it. Tell me the name of the band again because it's going on my playlist. Drug Church. Well, the, Drug w- Church. the riff that came in was So Foo, first album. Oh, yeah. yeah. Heavy, heavy. What was that? Riff. What is what I'm thinking of? Off the first album. Very first riff. Oh, it's coming up. No. <laughs> sorry. It's all right. Anyway. They go in the refrain now. Dude. Sorry. It comes Excellent. Yeah. I'm alone and I'm an easy, easy target. target. Yeah. yeah, it does sound a little Foo Fighters-ish, but <laughs> he wants to play it again. I'm going to take a wild. I'm going to take a wild guess. I could be way off base, and Jeej, maybe you have yeah. an opinion on this. I heard an orange guitar amplifier in that. I I'm, I bet there's an orange in there somewhere. I, They're incredibly popular right now. Yeah, so I would. It's just the, the tone and yeah. I that's that's my guess. I hear a it six string guitar. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe even a drum set in there <laughs> yeah, somewhere. somewhere. I know my tones. That's right. Awesome pick. Dude, you're fitting right in here. This Thank is, you. This is great. Yeah, excellent I, I, excellent it pick. It makes me feel a lot better. I wish I would have given him a better introduction. Uh, Drug Church is highly Actually, I thought your introduction was quite done well. Seriously. Yeah. Thanks. We just went to a festival together, yeah. me and Garrett and my boys and my brother, and watched a lot of bands. Well, a little bit more hardcore than this. Yeah, but, way harder. But yeah. So, Garrett, I, I have a funny story to bring up about this because Shane had told us that you were coming on the show uh, last week, and I was like, I, I don't recognize the name, and then he, like, today he did this sort of, like, um, I, don't, I don't even know how to well, categorize Well, Mike asked me to do it. Right, Mike was yeah, like... I was like, who the fuck is this guy? No, I'm kidding. <laughs> I had already given him the rundown <laughs> last like, time, but he some, wasn't paying attention. He's like, give me like, some rundown of this guy, and he posted, he, he found a, a picture of you and posted it on our little group chat for the Groove Life thing. And I looked at it and I was like, yeah, I don't know this guy. And then <laughs> I think you were knitting or so, you were uh, oh, yeah. weaving yeah, yeah, a rug. Yeah, or, yeah, yeah, yeah. You were like hunched over. And I was like, yeah, I don't know this guy at all. And then I come into the studio and I was like, oh my God, I know this dude. Yeah, I used to go into Guitar <laughs> Center and see Jeremy all the time and I'd ask him about fuzz pedals. <laughs> yeah. So we kind of share that common link because you're yeah. into like fuzz rock and stuff like that. And that's, yeah. I, it's terrible that I didn't like have something today that was super fuzzy because I like this is so out of the realm of what I listen to daily. But it like I listen to this album all the time. But like I'm so glad you every, picked it though. Yeah. Everything else I listen to is 100 percent like as distorted as possible. But anyway, yeah, good I times. Love it. Well, I'm glad that yeah, I'm glad that uh, you saw the record. Shane clearly shared the wrong picture. But yeah, that was uh, well, it was you. What's and your uh, what's it one was. of your favorite? It's your profile picture, dude. <laughs> yeah, well, I do that intentionally. What's one yeah. of your favorite heavy bands that you didn't? Uh, pick? Oh, okay. So I mean, if you want, like, all right, so. Bong Ripper is absolutely my Fuck favorite yes. band of all time. Bong Ripper, the like, album Miserable by yeah. Bong Ripper, hands down one of the best bands I've ever listened to in my entire life. Dude, they are undeniably heavy and yes. they are undeniably fuzzy, but they absolutely eschew all of the normal blues riffs. Yep, they like they're not into the thing every other fuzz band does. Yep. They are absolutely their own thing. They have no similarities to anybody else except for the unparalleled heaviness. You know what? And I like. I just can't get over. They're from Chicago too, which is great because they play their home city all the time. So anytime they play, I am there. So this is hilarious. <laughs> I, I was. Uh, have you ever listened to the band Sun? Yeah. Oh yeah. Of course. Okay. So you you know. I mean, I, it was so funny. I was watching a review. Um, coincidentally, it was the guy who does the the album reviews on YouTube. He's the big famous Needle Drop, the guy, the bald guy who does the reviews on YouTube. He was one of his early videos. This is like ten years ago. I saw a video of him reviewing a con a Sun concert. 
And he he mentioned something that I'd never realized because I've never seen one of these bands live in person, like one of these ultra heavy bands. I listen to them on Spotify all the time and I dig the music. But one thing that was lost on me that he said in the live thing was the volume of the band itself is almost a separate instrument. Absolutely. They're so fucking loud that like you're not even paying attention to the riff or the drum beat or the groove. It's just you're getting microwaved yep, by this band. So have you seen these guys live? I mean, yeah. have you experienced that? This is like this is the style of music that I seek out is bands that will vibrate you to death seeing them live. Uh they are notoriously hated by sound people. <laughs> I can be- only imagine. Because every single band that does this stuff, the sound guy's like, fine, I quit. Like, I don't care. <laughs> Clearly, levels are not your thing. He's like, you don't even need a PA. Your <laughs> no, amps are loud No, enough. well, and Bong Ripper doesn't have vocals. Right. And I think, so, Bong Ripper specifically, both their guitars detune to the same tuning as a normal bassist. So, they're in, like, an octave lower than a normal guitar anyway. <laughs> And then their guitarist specifically plays an aluminum-necked guitar that is set up to be well within the, like, realm of almost not being able to be heard on his lowest string. <laughs> like, it's it's unreal how low they go. Yeah. An aluminum-neck um, guitar. Dude, yeah. you should hear some of this stuff. Is it's, it aluminum? It is. Yeah, Al- so aluminium. it's aluminum. aluminium. Oh, oh sorry, right. aluminium. We talked yeah, about that yeah, earlier. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, so... They they also bring the like I you know like bands like Sleep yep. have for years been really big about bringing uh, just a massive wall of amplifiers right. and cabs and everything else. Yep. But Bong Ripper does it in the dumbest way possible. They bring a three by eighteen for their bass, a three by eighteen for their guitarist, and then a wall of like ten by twelves. Like, and it's just. 18-inch speakers for anybody is overkill in a single, but let alone, like, having a wall of Especially them. Especially for, for a guitar player. Yeah. 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 And he plays a <laughs> Telecaster. That would, that would kind of step on the <laughs> like, bass. It's tone. the most bizarre thing. Their guitarist, who does a lot of the writing, actually plays That's the plays comment it. about some people not liking them. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so, no, they're not well-liked. <laughs> well, I shouldn't say that. The people who like them really like them, but just their music's not for everybody. I mean, I We have two it. sound guys here in the room, by the way. Shane, <laughs> Shane and myself. Uh, no, so I, right, yeah, yeah. I'm picturing mixing these guys and... Yeah. No, there is no mixing. You right. just let, like, you just turn off your PA, and you're like, "All right, you guys got it." I mean, at this at this day, it's as funny as and as counterintuitive as it sounds. The only miking the PA would really need to be used for is the drums. Yeah, <laughs> which right. typically a, a, a sound engineer. I mean, the the main job is to get all of the other instruments mixed with the drums. Well, that's the thing is you've got to get all the other instruments up to that and they volume. Have to, they all have to have their place. Right in in the spectrum in the EQ spectrum because you know it, it, it's very easy and it's very common for guitarists to intrude upon the low frequencies too much. Right, and then you kind of lose some of the bass. Um, there's some space there that the bass that the kick drum occupies, you know. And so if you when I'm here, what the first thing that kind of made my my eyes kind of twitch a little bit was talking about <laughs> the the 18s on the guitars. It oh, was like huge. oh man, you know they're that's just going to be. Um, difficult to to find its its correct space in the mix well that's that's what he's saying yeah i I don't know if they mix (laughs) i I legitimately don't know like i can't even imagine what that would look like they but and so again their guitarists i think they don't even have a record label that like provide you know they don't 
they don't work within a normal studio. I'm pretty sure they have to record themselves because it's taken so long for them to figure out how to record because yeah. how they, do you capture that? Their feeling? low end is so important right. to them because the whole thing is yeah. it's low and slow. It is literally the barbecue of music. So is it because, <laughs> and this is, I'm learning a whole new, <laughs> I love that. I'm, lear- I'm learning all about this. Is there, is there a requirement when you listen to their music to have to play it? I mean, obviously everything sounds good on a, on a better stereo. But do you to really experience the music properly? Do you have to listen to it on a high end stereo, something with a big subwoofer, something with a lot of punch to it? Man, so that's the thing about the music in general is like, even if you did, you probably wouldn't like it, and that's okay. that's the whole point. <laughs> <laughs> it's like it's the it's the dumbest elitist version of you know music in the world. But like, I I don't know. That's a good question because I I'm just so used to it because I listen to it all the right. time. I'm just saying, like, if you, you, you pulled out your you cell phone, to it the most? if you pull out your cell phone and like, you know what? It, the you know. thing is, we have if only we had a gadget that could do that yeah. right I, here. I drive yeah. for a living, so I listen to everything in my car. Okay, like I I drive across the entire state all the time, so it's it's always in the. So vehicle. how many car stereo speakers have you blown out? Oh zero, <laughs> because I like my hearing. So oh I okay, get, I don't get too wild. Well, that's good. Except yeah. when you're at the concert, right? I wear earplugs. I actually have specially made earplugs. Oh, I spent nice. like I spent like sixty. You're bucks killing on me, dude. Yeah, I appreciate I that. just went out to a concert last week, nonpoint, and they're known for playing extremely loud. And they were not uh, not to change the subject. But, no, but change uh, it. I completely forgot my earplugs, and my my ears were ringing like I'm like just getting over. You know how it is the yeah. next morning after a loud show. You just your head's kind of swimming. I, I've been that way now for a couple of days. Today was probably the first day where it's like I'm finally kind of just getting back to not like just hearing normally again i think i'm sure i'm now just slightly more damaged than i was you know i've got to be way show. past that because i've never worn earplugs you, you haven't think you that? i don't know man i don't know i didn't wear them for years and i i just started wearing them in my 30s but like yeah. i can't you know i we both went to so many metal shows in our lives i mean yeah i know my i don't know how i haven't lost it i, I know my hearing has suffered but you know where what? it started was when yeah, <laughs> yeah when i started playing drums actually was probably where it where it started where i started noticing that there was i think some marked uh deterioration there and um you know you wake up the next morning your ears are ringing a little bit and then it's just like the high end is kind of gone a little bit yep and it just i don't think it ever came has come back to to what it was when i was you know 20 i've i've started paying more close attention to it. I do the same thing, even when we play live. And typically, I'm notorious. I I always wear earplugs when like when we practice with the band and everything. But live, I usually pop them out. Um, but I've started even wearing them live at shows because I, you know because I do a lot of like producing at home. I do a lot of home recording and stuff. And being able to access that that top end of your hearing is really important for that kind of stuff. So I commend you for the earplug usage. Yeah, man. I, totally, dude. I gave into it. I think for me, honestly, is because my whole life I never liked wearing in ear headphones. Even oh, sure. For yeah. some reason, they are uncom- they, No, they're they drive me crazy, and yeah. they never sound right. It feels to me. so disconnected from from everything going on around you too. It I, must I be some kind of claustrophobic kind of thing too, because I just don't like them in my ears. So I, that's yeah. why I'm not into in ear monitors. I like just the big ones in front of me. So yeah, I'm I'm but. that way too playing live. But uh, I don't know. Y'all want to just hear yourselves anyway. Yeah, <laughs> yeah seriously. <laughs> that's why you started a podcast, right? That's right. Yeah. I just like the sound of my voice. Garrett Lawrence, and you know, you know a lot about music. You know a lot about beer. Yeah. You uh you raise goats. Yep, a little bit. You know a little bit about farming. Yep. I would I would take it. I talk to my neighbor. He farms. There you go. Yep. Um, you also have like a greyhound, don't you? Yeah. Uh, I am on my third adopted greyhound. 
I, for no reason, became obsessed with the breed years and years ago. They are large, uh, thick, with two C's, animals, <laughs> um, <laughs> meat dogs, as I like to call them. I don't know. They're just like they're the nicest, they're the sweetest dogs animals ever. Oh, yeah. ever. And yeah. I, so, like, I got I got my first one. He was super cool. Got my second one. I had to physically move her off the couch and shuffle her outside to go to the bathroom every day. Uh, and I got my third one now. His name is Fig. His racing name was BGR the Fighter. Wow. It's a lot. Hey, BGR the Fighter, come here. <laughs> so you, you don't name your dogs after yourself then? It's just a, it's a goat thing. <laughs> yeah, well, no. So the goats are the OGs. Okay, I get you. Yeah, yeah so they are all Gs. Gotcha. Well, since I'm actually, I don't know, whatever. We I don't know why on. I didn't think of that myself. Not and so. uh, and then this isn't just, uh, uh, you also have a wife that's a bodybuilder. And uh, for how long has she been doing like? Oh, uh, she's been into fitness for like two years-ish. But she, like com- competitive fitness? Yeah, yeah. Uh, so she got the idea to become a competitive bodybuilder probably this spring. And then she competed in two... Uh, man, I should be a better husband to remember what all this stuff is called. <laughs> uh, she she competed. We'll just say that. Uh, and she compote. She compote. That's the in in events. There is one in Waterloo and there is one in St. Louis. Uh, she did very well. She she got a th- I think two thirds and a fourth place in Waterloo, and then she got two second places in St. Louis, which is a a, a much more difficult. Uh, spread of competitors, so I'm very. She just owned it really quickly. Yeah, I'm very proud of her. Yeah, yeah, she's only been That's at awesome. it, and so she talked to the judges, and they said they were very surprised by her um, physique. Yeah, because she was racing horses. Yeah, so Race, she, racing horses. So she took off the track thoroughbred horses and retrained them to become eventing horses. So that was her former hobby. Yeah, and then she decided to get a. Uh, even more uh, time-intensive hobby <laughs> called bodybuilding. Right on. So if horses weren't enough, only weightlifting your So taking life. horses off the track and you're taking greyhounds off the track. Yeah, so that was actually a really weird thing. It it wasn't even, like, planned. I just, she was into off-the-track thoroughbreds. Yeah. And then I, I don't even, like, I'm pretty sure that I liked greyhounds before she ever got it. Now, did your goats used to be on the track? So, and that's another, <laughs> she is convinced that I can teach these goats how to pull a cart. And I'm not convinced that I can't, but I'm not sure <laughs> that I actually want to put the work with, in to do with it. With your beer on the back. Yeah. A keg. I don't know what else I would do with it. Exactly. <laughs> Garrett's got well, some goats. We need, to, we need to see that. If you do end up doing that, we need to see a video. And we will post it right here on the Groove Life podcast. <laughs> don't that's right. <laughs> we will post it right here in this room Love for it. all of you to hear. <laughs> Well, Garrett, thank you so much for yeah, taking for time out of your schedule to hang out with us three strange, rocking dudes, loud dudes. Um, hopefully, we'll have you back again sometime when we can drink some more of your beer. Actually, we want, I want to try your actual beer, the German beer. Oh, yeah. We can have uh, some like, sauerkraut and stuff with if it. If you guys want to do me a favor, you don't have to invite me back. I'll just bring you the beer and just drink it. <laughs> Sounds good. Yeah. Sounds I, good. I don't think that's something we could say no to. Sounds great. Please yeah. don't make me drink beer. <laughs> Twist my arm. Anyway, thank you everyone for coming, uh, for coming, for listening to The Groove Life. Please uh, give us five stars if you hear this. We'd like to see our ratings go up. And we'll see you next time on The Groove Life. We'll see you. Welcome to The Groove Life.
The LAS Podcast Network is an independent network of local creators based in Cedar Rapids, Iowa. For more, visit LASPodcastNetwork.com. LAS.